Hello everyone and welcome to our eighth episode of Bikinis After Babies. I am so excited to bring you this episode today. We have a very special guest, but first I am your co-host Mandy Rashawn here with your other fabulous host. Hey everybody, I'm Jillian Hughes. I just want to thank you for tuning in to our eighth episode. I'm really excited to bring our special guest today. Um, Sarah is someone that I had the pleasure of meeting backstage several years ago. She is an IFBB bikini pro from Columbus, Ohio. She's a wife and a mother of two. Sarah has been competing for four years, beginning her journey in 2019 and winning her pro card at Masters Nationals in July of 2023 taking home first place in the 35 plus category. Sarah openly shares her journey and her ups and downs on her social media. And I'm really excited to hear about how she juggles motherhood and being an athlete. And we're so excited to have her today. Welcome to Bikinis After Babies, Sarah Bornemis. How are you today? Hi. I'm good. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you so I much am... for being here. Yes. And I don't think I've had a chance to congratulate you in person on winning your pro card this summer, past summer. But when I saw that pop up, I was so excited for you because I've followed your journey since I met you backstage. And I'm really excited to learn more about that and then also share that with our fabulous listeners. Yeah, so to start, I'd kind of like to know what got you started in competing when you began your journey in 2019? You know what? This is a, my husband doesn't necessarily remember this. I think his version is a little bit different, but I rem, I used to run marathons, half marathons. Um, and I was just kind of losing that passion. And I was like, I need something different to focus on. I need like, cause I'm a person that needs goals. Like I need something to work for. And I was working with my trainer like two days a week. And the other days I ran and I was telling my trainer, I was like, you know what? I think I think I want to kind of start training like I'm going to do a bikini competition. Am I going to compete? I don't know. But that's kind of the direction I would like to go in. And my husband was there at the gym during this conversation. And he was like, no, I don't think, you know, no, you don't want to do that. And I think... And somewhere along lines was like, I don't even think you have like the, the body type. Like you're so, you know, you're Hispanic and you're curvy. And I was just like, Oh, okay. I'm going to show you type of thing. <laughs> and that's kind of like what prompted me. I, I mean, I followed a bunch of influencers, bikini competitors, and I was just like, no, like I like the drive. I like the discipline. I, my, my nutrition was terrible in the sense of like, I never ate. And when I did, it was like, not the right amount. And so I just wanted to just change my entire lifestyle, honestly, and just like, be healthier. Did you initially get into running? Um, like, were you always doing that? Or was that something that you did after having children? After having children, after I had my Done. And so I grew up playing volleyball. I wasn't always like active. It was always like, what's, what am I going to do? Like P90X, things like that. I never was very consistent. And then after I had my son, you know, didn't really have childcare. Um, and I just started running and I would put my kids in the double stroller and we would just run. And then I was like, well, now I'm going to shoot for like running a half marathon and like, always just better my time each time I ran. And so that's kind of, it was after I had my son that I started focusing on running. Cool. So what was that journey like then transitioning from like minimally weight training and not really eating coming over to like the bodybuilding world? Like, was that a huge it adjustment? A it was a shock. I was like, how much food am I eating? <laughs> like, because I, I still feel like that a meal plan. People. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was put on a meal plan. So I, I just followed whatever the meal plan I was given. I, I did. And I was like, I have to eat this like every two hours. It was like a huge, it was a huge adjustment a little bit at first, like nervous. Cause I was like, I'm eating more food and I'm mm -hmm. trying to like change my body. Is this going to make me, you know, bigger? Cause like growing up, as a female, you hear all these things and, you know, I had this misconception of, you know, 
eating a ton of food and, you know, wanting to nourish my body. And so it was a huge change. Like I went from two days a week with a trainer, following a meal plan to every day and working with a trainer like five days a week. And, and then like minimal cardio initially, obviously once I hit into a prep, then I did more cardio, but I was like, my, my entire like workout journey is changing. And it was like a little bit of a, it was different because I was nervous, but I was ready to embrace something because I just, when I commit to something, I do it and I'll just, I'll trust the process no matter how scared or worried I am. So, so fascinating. So how was it watching your body change from the, you know, not doing the marathons and all the half marathons? How was it watching your body change with eating more food and weight training? I was shocked initially. Like I started dropping weight and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, this is so backwards. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was just, it was really cool to see like, you know, the constant training, five days a week training, eating all this food. And my body was changing to what I like visioned, like how I would like to see my body progress. Um, so it was just, it was really cool to see like just this whole process. So what was the like time frame from beginning that journey to like actually stepping on stage? And then what was that first show like? Um, so I, it was, it was very short. Like, so I was just kind of, I started it like maybe like a month. I started kind of um, like eating a lot, but then like the journey from like, okay, we're going to start prep to stage. It was really short for me. It was like 12 weeks. Um, and you know, my, my body responded great. And then we went to stage to the show and I was like in shock because I worked with a local coach. So I didn't have a team behind me. It was just me. Um, my trainer went to the show. My coach went to the show. Um, and honestly, I didn't, I didn't love prep the first time around because I had a really, my experience with my coach wasn't the best, like the positive, it wasn't positive. Um, so I just, I, I felt uncomfortable around him. Um, and so he showed up late to the show. Um, and so I was like by myself, I didn't know like to pump up. I didn't know anything. <laughs> like I didn't have any guidance whatsoever. And so the, the show is like a culture shock. Like thankfully, like, I made friends with girls backstage and I just kind of followed and imitated what they were doing. Um, and then my coach obviously showed up as the show was starting and, but it, it wasn't like what I get now with my current team where it was like full on, like, okay, this is what you need to do. It's like, I didn't have that support. So this, the show day was really initially turned me off from the yeah. sport. I was just like, I don't think I'm going to compete again. Um, but then I found a new coach and something inside me was like, you know, I know, I know this, I want to do this. Like, I like the discipline. I like the structure. I, it was just something inside me where I was like, I want to keep going. And then I started with fit body fusion and my coach. And that's, I like love it now. Yeah. But yeah, that first experience wasn't like the, the positive, like most positive. I did well, but it was not positive yeah. personally. Kind of like you I went through the motions. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good that At you least... kept going because so many people have that yeah. experience and then they never compete again. So if they're mm -hmm. listening to this podcast, keep going because you could mm -hmm. keep going and turn pro. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's really encouraging. Yeah. And never awesome. like be as scared. Like initially I was scared to change coaches. Like, Cause he w was at the gym I worked at. And so I was just like, but I was like, no, I, a, I'm not going to continue with him. Mm -hmm. He never sent me my reverse diet after the show. So I was like scared. I didn't know what to do. And I, re I researched stuff. So I was like, I am not just going to go and eat whatever. So I mm -hmm. ate like I was in prep for like a month. After and, the show. Mm-hmm. 
So, so when just... did you decide that you would take this all the way and start pursuing your pro card? It was like, so I did that show, kind of took a year off. Um, and then the following year, Jesse and I were talking about competing. Um, and I was just like, something inside me was just like, it was just like, I just want to do well. That's all I want to do. I just want to do well. Um, just, you know, this just gives me something to always, you know, always try to beat my last self. But something inside me was just like, no, like you can, you can do this. Like you can go pro, just show your kids, like, it's okay to like go after your dreams. And then maybe a part of me was just like, well, I'm almost 40. I wasn't 40 at the time. I'm almost 40. Um, I'm a mom of two kids. Like I was also very aware, like this lifestyle is a little bit different than like the other moms around me. And so I was also kind of worried about like, well, what will people think of me type of thing? Um, but I just, I just had this like, just this little urge, like in my pit of my stomach where I was like, you can do this. And, but I didn't say it out loud for like the longest time, but I knew like I wanted to pursue this. Felt it. Mm -hmm. It's so, it's so different. You know, all of us raising kids, we all know what it's like to go to cheer competitions, baseball, volleyball, soccer, and bring our foods, bring our backpacks, bring our stuff. And we aren't eating concession stands. We aren't drinking, you know, the sugary Gatorades. We aren't a part of that. So it is, it is scary. I remember, like you said, I remember being like scared and not talking about fitness and never saying anything, always wore a hoodie, you know, and just like keeping it all to myself until like, you know, like you said, that little thing in you is just like, no, like it's okay. Like be you and just like do you and show your kids and inspire your kids. And I love that. That's inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. I think it shows that's them really too. like my, Oh, sorry. Oh, go, go ahead. Julie. I was just saying like, I, and that's also too, like my kids are one of my biggest whys, like, you know, like showing them like you set your mind to something and you commit to something, do it no matter how hard it gets, no matter what curveballs thrown at you, like you can overcome whatever obstacle you like arises. But if you have a dream, go after it and, you know, don't let anyone stop you from doing it. What was that like when you got to tell them like, my mom's a, like, your mom's a pro. Like, I think about that moment all the time. I've come close yeah. so many times and I'm going for it again this year. And I dream about what it'll be like to call them and tell them and show them that card. Like, are your kids as excited as you are? Like, were they very involved in your journey and, and cheering you on? Yeah. So they're, they're involved. Um, you know, I not this past season, my season before 2021, cause I took off 2022. Um, I remember my last show, I came home and I, I got like sixth place in masters and I didn't place in, um, open. And my son was like, no metal. <laughs> I was like, no, no metal, bud. You know, I tried my hardest, but it just wasn't the time. Um, and then this season they were like, they knew like, I'm going after this. Like I'm working my butt off. I'm going to do whatever I can. Um, and you know, I missed I missed, um, my son's like baseball tournaments when I went to shows. Um, and so the, where I won my pro card, my husband went to that show and he sent in our group text message thread to our kids. Um, he sent the video of the award ceremony, the finals where I got my pro card and yeah. They were so excited, you know, they were texting and my son like made me a card. When I got home, there was like a card and he's like, my son's, my son um, is like the most, he's like that really outwardly like ex excited kiddo. Whereas my daughter's like excited, but she's reserved. Um, so she's like, congrats mom. Um, but she also like talks about me to her friends. So, um, they were just really excited and just seeing them when I got home and like just 
seeing the final, like what could be. And, you know, it was, it's really, I, it makes me emotional because it's like, I just want to make them proud. You know, chills telling, you telling like this story. Yeah. Like I do. I'm like, oh, like yeah. that's so, yeah. oh. I, I think can those just are such important are. lessons too. Like, you know, I, I think sometimes like, oh gosh, this, how long am I keep going to keep going for this? But I think if I just give up, like I will tell them like that it's okay to just stop. Like if you can keep going, you should keep going, you know? And yeah. when you finally reach that goal, it just, it shows them like, this is what happens if you just don't give up and you work hard. I think those are such important lessons for kids to have. So absolutely. Especially when they play sports too. Like mm -hmm. my son's an emotional baseball player. Um, when he performs badly, he gets emotional and, you know, sometimes he like gets in his head and he like essentially gives up and it's like, no, you know, it's okay to be upset. Um, you know, yes, I was upset over, you know, not doing well in universe prior to the masters, but like, did I, did you see me once like get down on myself? Did you see me once give up? No, like that was just an obstacle that, you know, I had to overcome. I didn't show up that that weekend and that's okay yeah showing them that we can overcome obstacles is always my like the best thing with my son like no matter what schedule we have no matter what's going on birthdays holidays no matter if we have to be somewhere if we have tournaments games no matter what something throws at us like if he knows like i'm getting ready for a show or i'm you know so close to a show like he knows that like okay if i have to get up at four do i have to get up at five do i have to like cook the day before do we have to like do this the day before to get everything ready and just showing that like no matter whatever life throws at you like be like prepare yourself for it and you can reach your goals and like prioritize yourself so you can set yourself up for success i love yeah. being able to like show him that like you said it's in sports it's like that with him yeah and i also like like I, my kids always know too like no matter what like i'm on this journey i have goals that i'm trying to do but it will never get in the way of me being a parent either and so like you know tournaments uh, you know all these sports stuff i'll make it work and you know it's a little bit challenging and um and i can't eat out when we go to restaurants with the whole team but I'm still present and I'm still there no matter yeah. what, too. Yeah, exactly. I think that might be what probably dissuades competitors from thinking that almost like, let me like put off having children because I need to like do this now because it's such a selfish sport. But I think as moms, we prove that it doesn't have to be. I like, I think that narrative just like needs to go away because mm -hmm. if anything, like we're just taking from ourselves, right? Like we're just pushing ourselves to, you know, fit everything in so we can still be at all the games and spend the entire weekend at tournaments and whatnot. Um, so it, it really, it really can be done. I don't, I don't think it's, it's selfish. I don't, I don't think any mother is like, no, I'm going to do me first. Like nobody, yeah. you know, as a mom, you just don't think that way. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, but I think, it's not an option. I don't right. think no. it can't be. No, exactly. So um, one thing I did want to talk to you about, because this is something that a lot of people ask me about, um, is stepping outside of your comfort zone. And you talked about just being on stage. It's just, it's not your vibe. I mean, I definitely talked to girls who are like, oh, I, I used to be a dancer and I love being on stage and I love the the glam and everything. Um, and you mentioned that it, that is not your comfort spot. You mm -hmm. don't love being up there. So tell me a little bit about what it was like getting out there and how you overcame that to become a professional in our sport. Yeah. I mean, I still, to this day, the stage is like, the, like, Show day is like my least favorite part of this whole process. Like, Same. <laughs> I, like the like I do not like attention on me. I don't like people looking at me whatsoever. And so, like that initial, my initial show, my first show, I was faking. I I don't know how I like got over my fear because I literally have a fear of like public speaking in front of people. But I just I feel like I black out when I like go on stage. Um, and I honestly, I just say a prayer. I'm just like, God, just give me, let me nail my routine. Just let me overcome this and then get out there, do my routine. And then once I'm in like in, in a group for like call outs, then I, I settle down a little bit cause it's not just me up there. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I do it. I just pray 
and I black out a little bit, but it, the stage is a really uncomfortable situation for me. Do you think like part of it um, came from just the confidence of like maybe feeling more prepared and being more experienced? Because I mean, I feel like I've kind of witnessed your journey having like Mm -hmm. met you in I think it was 21, we met backstage and then kind of like seeing your journey and like, even just in in your photos from the show where you won your pro card, like you have so much poise and confidence. So like, would you say like some of that is like personal development as well as like the researching and practicing of the posing? I think so. I think so. Um, you know, just from daily posing, um, just kind of practicing, but, you know, telling myself like, you worked so hard, like you can do this. And there's, you know, I will say the, the show that I won my pro card, it was the weirdest, not weirdest thing. I wasn't feeling well, but I just had this sense of calmness over me. On before I went on stage, I wasn't nervous whatsoever. I was calm. I was like talking to the girls backstage, um, but standing on off to the side, and I'm seeing my husband out in the audience. I'm seeing like familiar faces, and I'm seeing the judges, and I'm just like, I deserve to be out here. That's like the thought I had, but it was, it could have just been like the practice and believing in myself too. That like is how, you know, again, it's very scary. I don't like it, but I think just like, Hey, I practice a lot, but just being confident and having confidence in myself that I did the work. Um, and, and that's all I can show. I think that will help a lot of women because like Jillian said, it's, it's probably one of the top things people say is how scared they are. Rather it's public speaking, being stared at, being the center of attention for like, even if it's 10 or 15 seconds, but you're still that center and people just, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't like it. It's so uncomfortable. It's nerve wracking. It's scary. Like I, I expedite shows and I've had to help. I've been backstage where even the day before shows, I've had a girl come up to me in tears already the day before because she's just so nervous. And I think like you say, you know, practice and just telling yourself like you did the work, like you deserve it, like you can do it. And like Mm -hmm. getting yourself there is, you know, it will help a lot of women. And I also too think like for initially, I was never one to post like stories or anything with myself in my bathing suit. Um, It was always like kind of like more training, but as I continue down this journey, posting my check-in videos, posting, and it's not more so, it's not for attention, it's like accountability, but like that also gave me like, you know, people, it's kind of just like being on stage. Like I'm showing others my routine. I'm just, I'm trying to just be comfortable with this whole process. And I think could have played a role too in it as well. Yeah. So many people talk about the stage of just like they love the physique and they love the journey and, you know, they want to see where they can take their body, but they're absolutely terrified of the whole thing. It looks like a dance routine and, Mm -hmm. you know, they're like that the stage is for my kids and their sports. Like I haven't done anything like this in like 20, 30 years. So, and I always tell people like that is like one of the elements that you can really control. Like you can't obviously control your emotions without some rehearsal and like, you know, without sort of gathering yourself and being in a good mental state. But I think like as far as the routine and the posing, like that is something that you can practice and and get really good at. Like, you know, even if you don't really ever wear heels, but um, I just think a lot of people really battle with that. So I think that will help to kind of just, you know, hear that it it can happen for anybody just with time and, and just knowing you belong up there. Yeah. Absolutely. Practice, like practice smiling. I don't smile in my, in checking videos because I feel silly smiling, but that's one thing I I do recommend doing is like smiling, like just practicing, pretending you're out on stage. Um, you know, being on stage in a itty bitty bikini isn't like the most comfortable and we're out there getting judged on our physique, (laughs) which that's scary in itself too. But we know the reason why we're getting, you know, critiqued and things like that. But, um, just practice, practice every day. I mean, I, that's what I did. And like it, 
it really helped. And just, I invested in opposing coach too. I think, you know, having that and just, you know, that just made things a little bit easier too for me, I think this time around. I agree. Having somebody to help, like, even, even if you watch so many videos, even if you practice like an hour, 45 minutes a day, every single day, all the time, and you get comfortable, there's a little like transitions or what transition might look best for you. Are you, are you like, is your foot placing really right? Could it be slightly better? And like you said, those slight critiques to have like another eye on it to be like, maybe do this instead of that could like change like everything, but you just don't know yeah. unless you have like a second set of eyes. Absolutely. You know, you may think something, an angle looks better on you this way. And they're like, nope, from this angle, this is, this is how you want it. So mm -hmm. the set of eyes too, which also then you get comfortable posing in someone else too. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to talk about um, is um, you've opened up about some of the struggles that you faced um, with your health and your hormones. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm sure a lot of our listeners have had that experience or have like maybe heard somebody not be so open and share just the little pieces. And then it's terrifying to see, you know, what somebody could experience. So would you kind of like to share with us what that journey was like for you? Yeah. So after it was after my 2021 season, um, I just, I started like to feel terrible. Like my, my body was reacting poorly to foods. I just did not feel normal. I felt terrible. So then I invested in working with, um, a company to where we did extensive blood work, um, where a, we tested food, like my blood, we tested all foods. Um, but come to find out my body was in like post menopause, um, and like my hormones were tanked. Um, and on top of that, every single like food that I was eating, like, I mean, it was like sheets of foods that were causing inflammation in my body. So I started, I removed everything from my diet, everything. I was like, I need to feel good. Um, so it was like starting over trying to hit my macros initially was hard. Cause I was like, I don't even know what to eat. Um, but I was also, I, then I had to get on like hormone therapy. Essentially I was injecting myself with, um, like hormones just to get my body back into, um, or get out of basically menopause. I was, I wasn't even 40. Um, and, and I felt like, you know, women, like you just don't feel right when your hormones are tanked. You don't, I, I, my stomach hurt. I felt I was inflamed. I just did not feel myself. And so I did this therapy essentially for months and it was, it was uncomfortable. It made me emotional. I gained weight. I was, I was bruised from these injections I had to give myself. Um, and not too much. I was just trying to figure out the best foods that I can eat and just, just trying to get myself to feel good. And on top of all that, my skin was reacting poorly to everything too. So it's like I was breaking out, like literally every day I would break out and it was just, it was an emotional period of time. Um, just because you're like, what is, what is wrong with me? It has to be and so hard, like going yeah. from like competition shape where you like are, you know, feeling really, you know, at your best physical condition to like starting kind of at ground zero and things just unraveling that. And that's yeah. really tough to go through. How long yeah. did it take you to kind of decide like, okay, something is going on here because I've talked to so many people that are like, I should have pumped the brakes months ago and I just wouldn't, I wasn't listening to my body. Yeah. So it was a few months. I want to say, so North Americans was my last show. So that's September. Um, I didn't get blood work done till like January. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh, I feel terrible. Everything I ate. Like, I just was like, I feel terrible. Like I just did not like, it's hard to, explain. I just did not feel myself. Like yeah. 
it you know, moody. I was, I didn't, I, my clothes didn't fit right. I just did not feel good. And it's not that I didn't follow my reverse. Like I follow everything to a T. So it's just like, what is going on? That's even worse too. When you're like doing everything you feel is right is like what you're supposed to be doing. Rather you're training your diet and you feel just terrible. And you dealt with it for so long before it Mm -hmm. was like, I need to go get this blood work done. So I just, I can't imagine the having to go through that. Yeah. And I mean, had I, I thankfully I spoke with someone who recommended a company, um, because like you, if you just go to your normal doctor, they're not going to do like that, what you need to do to really see like the underlying issues. Um, and so, yeah, did it, was it nice spending X amount of dollars to figure out what's wrong with me? No, but in the end, like it made me healthy. Um, and I think it's so important to, you know, do whatever you need to do to make yourself healthy. Well, it makes you knowledgeable too now. Mm-hmm. Is that like getting your labs done now or getting blood work done now? You look at it so differently. Yeah. You can know like this doesn't feel right. This isn't right. This doesn't look good. Something's wrong. And you can see like your labs and be like, this isn't okay. Yeah. This isn't right. So you have that knowledge for like your whole life. Yeah. And I will say that experience made me so in tune with my body. Like I'm always aware of my body, but it made me really in tune with my body where I know if I put something in my body, I'm like, no, like food wise. I'm like, no, that's, that's, I'm going to stop eating that. Um, and like, it just like every little thing, like I am so aware that I can read my body and like make corrections. Like as an example, after my last show, I started, I was like, why am I so inflamed? Like, no, it was before my pro show, actually universe. I had such a hard time. I was inflamed, like bloated and I was eating the same foods. Um, and so, and that was, it was, I had poor core control during that show. Um, and so after we got back, we had like 22 days before masters and literally a, the Sunday before peak week, I was just reading, just researching. And I told Jesse, I said, Jesse, I'm going to, I'm cutting out all these foods out of my diet. I'm going to follow the, the low uh, FOD diet. Um, I, there's, I'm reading, this is what I'm eating. Like these are staple foods in my diet. And this could be an explanation as to why. You know, I, my stomach was so inflamed. I couldn't like suck in my, my core or anything like that. Um, and we made the correction like peak week, but it's, it's because of my, my, um, my experience in going through the health phase where I've become so in tune with my body that, um, I know what to do. And then after I'm winning, like, I had to cut out chicken out of my diet because I I was like, I need to do blood work because something's going on food wise and found out chicken was causing inflammation. (laughs) That's a tough one. Yeah. When, you know, all this, you know, are these mostly um, like reactions to foods or was there like, were they able to identify like an underlying cause um, of what, triggered all of these hormone imbalances? No, I don't think it's related to food at all. I think that it was just, that was added into everything during the period of time. Um, I will say my mother went through menopause when she was like 30. And so genetically, I probably have like a a predisposition to going through menopause a little bit early, but so that could be play a role, but no, no reason as to like what happened, you know, because I think it can be so hard. Like I went through something similar and I'm like trying to like defend my sport and my lifestyle. And I'm like, that's, it's not it. It wasn't the prep. And everyone's like, well, it's just bodybuilding. Like it's probably, you just probably shouldn't do it because that's exactly what caused, you know, all these problems. And it, it, it wasn't like I have been competing for a while. It was just a a huge amount of stress in my life that caused a lot of issues. Um, and I think doing a prep on top of it didn't help. So, yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Like my, I I 100% support what 
your opinion. Like, I don't think it was my prep whatsoever. My food intake never got extremely low. I didn't do crazy amounts of cardio. Um, I think genetically, I think I have, during that time period too, a lot of stress personally. Um, workload for me is always stressful. So it could have been just a combination of things combination of everything. and my body just kind of saying, you know what, like a few, like you, like, this is what's going to happen type of thing. It's just like a flight or fl flight response. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's related whatsoever to bodybuilding no. whatsoever. No, I, I agree. I think it's, it just makes it hard for like the outsider, like definitely my mom's like, well, you know, sweetheart, like maybe, you know, you shouldn't be competing. And I'm like, mom, I'm telling you like, and, and I think it almost makes me, um, more appreciative for this lifestyle because I think that I knew something was wrong because mm -hmm. I knew what feeling good felt like. And, you know, other people maybe don't feel great all the time. So they're going to miss things that, you know, we as athletes, because we're more in tune with our bodies can say, hey, something like doesn't feel right. And we have the resources in the industry with our coach or other people we connect with that we can pursue these things. And I think that that's, that's a wonderful thing to be proactive and take yeah. care of ourselves. I think it's very easy for the outsider to point at our sport and say something's wrong with mm -hmm. it because of the way we eat. We eat so simplistically, so clean, so nice, and we track everything and we're responsible, we're accountable. And unfortunately, it's just the outsider's point of view is like, oh, you don't eat fast food once a week, something's wrong with you. And, and you so, exercise all the time. It's the worst <laughs> thing. It's good for yeah. you. What are you talking I'm about? I'm so jaded when it comes to this. I'm yeah. just like, hey, l listen, listen, do you want to attack me or do you want me to attack you? Do you, do you want to play this game? <laughs> like, do you ever get well, like the I water comment? Like, isn't that too much water? I'm like, yes. oh, I don't think I've seen you yes. drink water all day. <laughs> yeah. My husband, my husband says I drink too much water. Um, sometimes where I was like, you know, I'm drinking like almost two gallons of water a day. Like, and he's like, that's just too much. You're like so little. And I'm like, no, I like just work my body really hard at the gym. And, you know, it needs that. Mm -hmm. Like my, I just need that water. So when I first started prepping and it's, I kind of went through like what you went through in the sense of the amount of food that I was eating it was so much. And then I was losing weight and I was shocked by it. And my husband had been in the gym his whole life. He'd seen competitors. So like he kind of knew a little bit, but it was so funny when we would go out, people would be like, oh, she barely eats. And he would just lose it. He'd be like, she eats all the time. That's all she does is eat. I have to get her chicken all the time. And it's, it's like, no, just because we eat more, but we eat healthier, it's fueling mm -hmm. our body for what we're putting our body through. And, and it puts us in tune with our body. So we know that we feel good, we're healthy. And if something is off, we can tell and we can yeah. address it. Yeah, there's a huge misconception. Um, you know, we starve ourselves. And you know, there may be a point in your prep where your calories will get a little bit lower. Um, mm -hmm. It's just and it, it may not be every prep, but certain preps. Yes. But um, you know, the, the misconception, oh, you don't eat fast food. So that's why, or, um, you, you don't eat at all. Like, no, like I ate fast food and, you know, there's lots of people who don't know that they feel like terrible because of all of this stuff. Whereas like we eat clean and we know how our bodies feel to be fueled by the right foods. And so when something's off, like, yeah, we're aware of it. Whereas the, to the individuals who don't know what, you know, do not understand this, this industry and everything behind it and what we do, of course, like, you know, there's always going to be comments, but if only they understood, you know, mm -hmm. Hey, why don't you, you can eat like this and see how your body feels. And again, I'm not, there's no judgment whatsoever. It's just, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, it's a matter of like, wow, like, my my body feels really good when I fuel it the right way. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, well, thank you for sharing that. I know there's probably people that are, you know, on their journey and, you know, maybe they think they need to enter a health phase and it, it probably had to be, you know, a lot of research on your own to find the right 
things, but I think that provides a lot of inspiration seeing you have like come back after that. And, you know, you didn't leave the sport forever. You just took that little break to get better mm-hmm. and coming back into 2023. And one other thing I wanted to um, talk to you about is just some of like the things that you endured as a mom, which can make it difficult to, you know, put your energy into training again, you know, you didn't miss a beat as a loving and caring mother and as an entrepreneur. Um, but sometimes it can be difficult to be able to have that focus on competing. So can you share with our listeners a little bit about what that experience was like and how you managed to juggle that and um, pursuing um, your competition endeavors? Yeah. So, you know, my son, um, so I'll start with my son. So um, he he has a disability. He's diagnosed with mixed acceptive receptive disorder. Um, and we found that out when he was probably about four years old, but he's had a speech delay, but long story, he almost drowned. So that was kind of, I think the causing, like what kind of caused all of this. So before his second birthday, he almost drowned. And so he's always been like, um, like my special little one that like always had to require, like he just required more. Um, And then my daughter, um, and this all came out when I started my competition, my bodybuilding journey. Um, she just has suffers from like some anxiety and like mental health. And so I actually took some time off. It was during my health phase too. So, um, I, I put, my coach on hold, everything to solely focus on a, my health, but also like at the time my family needed me. My daughter was going through some really dark moments. Um, she was like, you know, she would make comments like, you know, I should just kill myself. I should just, and that I was just like, I can't like even focus on anything else right now. Like I have to make sure she's okay. Um, you know, it was just, there was, it, she was just sad all the time. And I didn't, I didn't even know what to do. And so just, I had to just, you know, not even focus on tracking food or worrying about check-ins. Um, I, it was just more of like letting her know I'm, I'm present. You know, my husband is there for her. Um, and it's still too, it, I, there's still times to this day where like she needs to be my focus and no matter if I'm in prep or anything like that, like, you know, she'll have me up if she's at a birthday party, she'll have me up one o'clock in the morning all night, just texting me because she's going, she's having an anxiety attack. And so it's, you know, finding the balance of, okay, I'm going to do these things. Um, you know, I'm in prep or, you know, I have to meal prep, but I will always make sure like whatever I'll stop, whatever I need to do to focus on whatever the issue is. And with my daughter and then my son, going back to my son, he has therapy every week after school, I have to help him with his work. Like he cannot, like he needs like that individualized, like one-on-one attention for things. And so it's like, it's a finding that balance. Well, not losing myself. It has to be so scary, like, to have those days and, well, and I'm sure it's almost like every day just having to, like, just, you know, like you said, put your time on hold and, like, focus on her and that fear every day to make sure she's okay. And mm-hmm. is she doing better? Is he, you know, is your family doing better? Oh, yeah. Yep. She's thriving. You know, she still has her moments. She's still, you know... um, gets upset and I just, she'll text me. I'll try to, if she's out, I'll try to work her through this. Um, when she gets home from school I, or my son, like I will stop whatever I'm doing and I will make sure they're okay. Um, and then I'll just continue about um, what I need to do. And that's another reason, like big reason why I'm up at 3am because that way I can get if I'm in prep, I can get my cardio, I can get whatever training I need done early before they're up. So I can give them whatever they need throughout the day. Yeah. I, 
I love that you share that. And thank you so much for sharing it because so many times I hear from people that like, you know, when they check in with me or I just heard from other women, like if there's something obstacle, struggle, hardship in their life, it's they throw every kind of structural thing away because they need to a hundred percent focus. And it's, it's like, well, before you do that, do you think like you can focus some of this stuff on yourself while you give a hundred percent to your family? Can, is it, are you able to do both? And, and you are, like you said, you are able to structure and give a hundred percent to your family and be there and, and be available and be the best mom that you possibly are while still like having structure to your life, knowing that that's going to, it's going to make you healthy and make you happy. And it's going to allow you to keep giving more and more. And I love yeah. that you share that like so, so yeah. much. Like if had I not, especially because when my daughter has these moments, it takes a toll on me mentally. Mm -hmm. So like I need to focus like on myself too, because you know, when they were younger and I ran like they I kind of lost myself. Like I didn't have like any structure. I just, yeah, I ran, I trained, they trained with me essentially for running, but like I did not have anything that I did for myself. And so like, no matter what, again, I'll, I'll always be there for my kids and I'll stop whatever I need to do. But like, I can't lose myself again because like that, it makes me a better mom. It makes me happier when I do these things for myself too. Again, I won't, I won't like put my kids to the side. They always come first and my family always comes first, but like this helps me to release. Like if not, I'm, I'm going to like explode because of like anxiety of what's going on with my daughter or being overwhelmed because you know, I'm worried about my son and his therapy and, you know, how's he doing in school with his IEP? And like, I have all these worries. So like, this is my outlet too. Yeah. So I can't like, no matter what, I can't lose that. Yeah. I love that. I do too. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I know that that was, yeah. um, you know, just something that I wanted to touch on and you talk about it like so beautifully on your social media. And, um, you know, I just think that's a message a lot of people need to hear. Like, I almost feel like they just need somebody, anybody just to give them permission to like budget that time for themselves and just know that everybody's going to be okay. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean you're stepping away from your family or that you care less about them because you have to care about this other thing. Like we're, you know, built to be able to do so many things and wear so many hats. And so if anybody's on the fence about doing something like this, like, you know, it, it can, it can really be done. So yeah, I think that's going to be really your inspiring. therapy, like you have an outlet, like, you know, you, we, as moms, you said, Jillian, we wear so many hats and, um, and oftentimes I, I mean, I hear stories all the time. I just, I lost myself after I had kids mm -hmm. and it's, it's okay. Like find yourself. It's okay. Yeah. It's going to make you a better mom. It's going to make you happier. Um, it's okay. Do it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> well, um, I do like to make sure that I ask all of our guests. Um, it's a two-part question. The first part, um, I want to know what your next goals are and what you're working towards. And then we also like to have each of our guests share their tips for balancing it all, whether it's a scheduling hack or whatever it is that you do to be able to fit it all in. So first part is what are you working on and what are you training for right now? Right now, I'm just in an improvement season. No, um, no show in um scheduled for 2024 we're going to take the year off um and focus on growing and building and um you know i have just some like personal stuff that has come up around like the holidays and stuff like that so you know my coach wants to make sure you know instead is right everything like that you know we're we're good to go but yeah, I want to get on stage and be competitive on the pro stage. And so, um, and I'm natural. So, you know, that building time is, it's going to take time, you know, 41 can't put on muscle, like 
you know, I'm 20 these days. So it's just, I have to work hard. So, um, take off 2024 and hopefully early 25 start hitting the pro stage. And, you know, my ultimate goal is like masters Olympia. Why not? You know, that's the ultimate goal. Mm hmm. Awesome. That timing should work out pretty well because I don't think they're planning one until 2025 and we'll be like ramping things back up and then there you go. Yeah. Awesome. That's so awesome. One day I told my, I told my kids, I said, I'll be on that stage one day. Now you have to do it. (laughs) Right. Like I may be really old, (laughs) but that's a goal of mine. So I love it. That's awesome. And then what is your, um, your tip or trick or tips and tricks for those you know who, who need to hear how to juggle it all? Yeah. So just honestly, like I, I'm a behavior analyst, so I like know how to prioritize. I, when I have a goal in mind, I know like how to break it up to be successful. So I think just like to juggle it all, like, Hey, Do not like stress yourself out. If you feel like you can't do this or get this done or this, like it's just going to stress you out. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I get like that myself because I'd like to, you know, make sure I accomplish everything. But just start small, whether, you know, even if it's start meal prepping um, a little bit. So that way, you know, it gives you time to you know, make sure everything with your kids are done or, you know, work or whatever, start meal prepping. Just, I would say start small, have like these small goals and then build upon them. Um, and I, and give yourself grace. Like everyone messes up. Like don't, do not give up. If you mess up, do not give up. If you, you know, get overwhelmed, just give yourself grace. Like especially as a mom, like we do so many things. Um, we can't, we can't beat ourselves up over anything. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Wow. It was so great to have you. I have so many takeaways and selfishly, I, you know, wanted to have you on just to hear all of that for, you know, just our own inspiration, but I know our, our listeners are really going to Uh, learn a lot from you. And so we will share Sarah's information below so that you guys can follow her and follow her journey to the 2025 Masters Bikini Olympia. Well, I appreciate um, you having me on too. Thank you so much. So much. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody.